Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Raven. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell and today I'm joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Hi Pete, how are you? I'm not too bad mate, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm not bad, not bad. Before uh, everyone else, Pete let out a disgusting belt just before we went on air. Why are you going to expose me like that, dude? Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, if you listen to uh, Russell Talk After Dark podcast, uh, which was we recorded yesterday, you will hear Luke burp and sneeze. cough, sneeze. Basically, yeah. every single bodily noise that you can make, Luke made on that not on that podcast. Mm. So, uh, if if, if that's is. just if that if you're into that, it's and fantastic you're into, audio content. Yes. Yeah. So go, um, go and check that out. That's for our $10 and above Patreon backers. It's great. There's some discussion points that we're actually going to be talking about in the outro of this uh, of this podcast. So stick around for that because it's going to be quite entertaining. Um, but uh, first, let's get into talking about SmackDown. Where we're going to be talking about Matt Riddle is now confirmed to be on SmackDown. Here's the show. But this was a segment that came in from out of nowhere, WWE Hall of Famer Kurt, Kurt Angle, who's been released, remember, um, after being special guest referee on NXT this week for Timothy Thatcher versus Matt Riddle, then announced that Matt Riddle is coming to SmackDown. He says, you know, SmackDown mm. people have been great. Look at take a look at Edge. Look at all these great people. And also Matt Riddle is going to be joining them soon. And then they had a little vignette of Matt Riddle's highlights from NXT. And he's saying bro a lot, etc. Yes, so, and he doesn't wear shoes. And he doesn't wear shoes. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, it's been reported for a little while that Matt Riddle was, Riddle was going up, and it was speculated that his uh, Fitbit match from uh, NXT was going to be his final match in the promotion, and that seems to be correct uh, because now he's going to be going up to Smacky D's. Uh, so I'm quite curious to see how Matt Riddle is going to fare on the main roster because I get the feeling that 
he could do really well. Obviously, Matt Riddle was amazing. And I think his kind of demeanor could appeal to a wide audience of him just being a chilled out bro who likes to have weed, probably. Uh, and I, I feel like that could appeal to a lot of people. So he could organically get over just with his demeanor. Plus, he's a very good wrestler as well. However, I do have my concerns that his demeanor could rub some people up the wrong way backstage. Uh, he's already had run-ins with people like Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. So if, you know, he gets on the wrong side of Vince McMahon on a day or something like that, it's very much something that Riddle could do. Vince McMahon is in a bad mood and Riddle just goes like, hey, bro. And Vince is like, you're buried now. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm slightly concerned for him, but I hope so he does well. I, I have two concerns. The first is that uh, the SmackDown writers or the main roster writers uh, will just pepper his in everything he says with jokes about getting high and it'll just get mm -hmm. so tiresome after two weeks because hey, that was be... that was his character in nxt uh, I, I know i know i know i get that but like th there's something about main roster jokes that aren't as funny as nxt jokes. i don't know if it's just the, the different writers but this is going to be oh i'm a high flyer oh man that was dope Oh, marijuana. Um, that sort of thing. Yeah. And my second concern is that his rumoured first feud is with Baron Corbin. Yeah. Um, and that immediately stinks of Oh well, Terrible. you're a baby you're you're just a baby face and you are just a new baby face on SmackDown. Here's Baron Corbin to beat. Yeah. Um uh, there are there are so many other people who I'd have preferred as a first feud for, for Matt Riddle. I, I get they're sort of both tall guys. Uh, and I'm sure they might have a couple of good matches together, but uh I just I'm I'm not interested in in seeing in seeing this as the as his opening feud. I I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing it down the line. Obviously they're gonna have to face off at some point together. Um but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have... Uh, if it was me doing the booking, I wouldn't have gone, oh, Matt Riddle's coming up. Oh, what are we? Oh, Baron Corbin. That, that, that'll get the people excited about Matt Riddle. Yeah. I mean, I think the only other person that could have possibly been worse would have been Dolph Ziggler. Because mm. that's the perpetual, you're from NXT, face Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Um, but another thing I'm slightly concerned about is him just becoming a bro machine. I mean, he's already just says bro a lot, but I feel yeah. like that's going to be his entire character is he says bro, that's his character. Yeah. And I really hope that's not the way they go because I feel like in their heads, marketing stuff with the word bro on it is probably a good idea for them. So I could see why they'd lean in that direction and just be like, just say bro all the time. Just make it so obnoxious. Just say bro in every sentence, mm. uh, which I really hope they don't yeah. do. A further concern is uh, that he won't be able to do his um, flip-flop flick into the crowd because then they'll have to be disinfected. Um, well, because... yeah, he won't be able to do it right now, yeah. No, uh, uh, but let's go positive. It could be awesome. Uh, it yes. could very well be amazing. Matt Riddle, as we said, is a brilliant wrestler. He's a brilliant character. Um, he's can be really, He can be funny. He can be really intense. Uh, so that there's absolutely no reason why he can't be a success on the main roster. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I, I just hope that he's he's treated properly and not mm -hmm. kind of. I mean, there there was a there was a rumor that the reason he's on SmackDown is so he doesn't like come across Brock Lesnar. So as long as he kind of stays in line backstage and doesn't piss anyone off um, with his kind of. Ch 
super chilled out trying to kind of rile people up a bit um as long as he doesn't do that then i think it's going to be okay um yeah. but i think i can't see him being anything other than a baby face totally, for, for, yeah. a, for a long well, time his, yeah. his character doesn't fit heel unless he starts doing more more like stronger drugs true uh i i think it would be really interesting to see a matt riddle heel. i think I, i've wanted it for ages <laughs> Because I've seen that intense side of him when he gets super fired up in his matches and he just mm. goes crazy and you know starts screaming at the crowd and stuff. He's so intense. And I feel like if he could channel some of that into a heel character, it would be amazing. But I just don't think he cares enough to do that. I think mm. he's way too chilled out. He's like, ah, it's fine. I'll just be me out there. Um, so, I, I, yeah, but I do think, like I said originally, I think he's got such an affable way of doing things that he could very naturally get over, even if WWE didn't want him to get over in a specific way. I reckon he could still do it anyway because he's just got such a, a connectable figure that he's got on him. He, he's just such a, a a magnetic personality, that's what I'm looking for, yeah. uh, that people will be drawn to him regardless. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about Matt Riddle. I've not been optimistic about a lot of NXT call-ups in a long no. time. Not since Balor, really. Um, but, uh, yeah, fingers crossed they can do okay with Matt Riddle. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com.
let's get into talking about the rest of the show, um, which started off chaotically. Uh, mm-hmm. So it cold opened to the uh, car park, the parking lot of the mm-hmm. performance center, uh, where we saw Renee Young was oh. kind of running down a situation where mm. Elias was on the ground, seemingly having been hit by a wrecked car that was in the background. Uh, Elias, you know, there were ambulances there and police trying to find out what was going on. Uh, they said that there might have been a hit and run. It seems like Elias has been hit by a car. And uh, then they saw Braun Strowman was an eyewitness and he was there being like, this is crazy. I hope they catch that SOB, etc." cetera. Um, and then they were saying that it might have been someone who was drunk that did it. And then a uh, policeman who was there kind of got the, um, uh, the registration from the car and saw who the rental car was rented under. And it said it was Jeff Hardy. <gasps> now... Already, that's got some alarm bells in my head going because I'm like, are they doing a DUI angle with mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy? Mm, doesn't sit right with me, but okay, we'll play it out. And they start looking for Jeff. They find him. He's in like a bush nearby. He looks very grubby. He's very confused. And in Renee Young's words, he's inebriated. He looks he's, to be inebriated. He's fallen on hardy times. Oh, that's... Yep. And uh, so then they... the Policeman and the uh, and Jason Jordan made an appearance out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Love you, Jason Jordan. I miss He's him. Returned. Yeah, and uh, Jamie Noble came out and all that stuff. They were trying to help him to his feet. They were trying to ask him questions about did he own the car? Has he been drinking? They said no. He smells of alcohol. They took him away. They arrested him, um, and they took him away in a police car while Elias got stretched into the ambulance and got taken away to a local medical facility. So. I have some mixed feelings about this segment. Oh, he's such a social justice warrior, Pete. I know. Everyone's going to call me a snowflake. But I just didn't like this segment that much. Like, I I understand. If people enjoyed it, I get it. I couldn't get invested in it because it was so on the nose. And I think because it was so recent. Because this is something that Hardy's obviously had serious addiction problems throughout his life even as recently as less than a year ago. I think he got taken in for a DUI in like last July or last October or something like that. It was really recent stuff that he's had. Uh, And just to kind of use that as an angle really didn't sit right with me. It's it's like, um, um, because, because addiction doesn't really go away. You're just kind of forcing yourself to not go to not relapse essentially. And to have that and be like, can you act like you were when you actually got arrested in real life, please? Is like, I it it just something in me it just doesn't sit right at all. And it, I yeah. really struggled to look past, you know, just see it as an angle. All, all I could see was like, this is like Hardy's real life, you know, with the with him just being taken away in cuffs for DUIs and things like that. I. It ju- I-, I mentioned this to you before we went on the air to try and put it in a perspective that I think where I'm coming from. If, for example, you had someone on the roster who had some serious mental health issues and at one point in their life had tried to take their life, for example, and then you ran an angle where they tried to commit suicide. To me, that is horrific. 
Like you, you could never get away with that at all. And for me, this is very much the same thing. This is someone who's had some very real life trauma and very real life experiences. And he, they've just exploited that and tried to replicate it in a, in a real sense, in an angle to try and further a story, which to me was really bad. And I know by the end of the show, well, not by the end of the show, by the www.com breaking news after the show, that he wasn't actually, it wasn't, he wasn't actually inebriated fake in kayfabe. Mm. God, what are words? In kayfabe, he wasn't actually inebriated. We know that by the www.com exclusive by the end of the show. But just this segment, it really threw me off. I did. I, 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 something inside me didn't like it. Yeah, I, 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 I do get what you're saying. Um, mm. Well, a sort of counter argument I would I, I would say is like, look, they are. It's a it is it is a a real story. They are trying to make a story on SmackDown, uh, and yet it might not be in the best taste. But at least they're going with something. They're running with something. I know, like Jeff will have signed off on it. I know it might have just been because he's like, okay, yeah, whatever, that's fine. But yeah, he will have signed off on it. He'd been okay with it. Um, there was just a, a slightly other 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 aspects of that didn't quite make sense. I mean, the car looked to be completely undamaged, apart from the hood was popped up. Yeah, um, that's how you know it's wrecked when the hood's yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, poor, poor Elias is kind of like collateral damage. But then again, if if I've been hit by a car, the first thing I would want to see is Renee Young standing over me. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was an. It, was an unexpected way to open SmackDown as well. It is a totally. they are trying something new as well, and that's why, while it may not have been in the best taste, I'm not going to be too hard or too down on this segment because it was it was something that when the show started, I was like, oh, what's this? Um, of course, at no point did I actually think Eliza had been hit by a car. I'm not going to put of that course. on the first thing, but um. As soon as it, as soon as you saw Jeff Hardy, you're like, okay, well, pretty sure I know who's behind this. Mm. Um, uh, and the next segment uh, sort of proved my suspicions. Mm, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I do agree with you in that it's good that they're doing a story because SmackDown mm. has been very repetitive for a long time, and just kind of rerunning the same stories and having the stories that they have weren't very good, bar the kind of Mandy Otis, Sonya, Dolph stuff that they had. Mm. Uh, most of the stories weren't very good on SmackDown. So having a story, and by the end of the show, there were multiple stories coming out of it. Big thumbs up, SmackDown. Um, yeah, I, I like that they're actually doing stuff with the brand now, which is great. I just didn't... I thought this was a bad way to go about it, personally. Um, mm. But yes, the next segment, I really enjoyed this backstage segment, kind of going off the back of that Hardy Elias opening bit. Uh, we saw uh, producer backstage Adam Pierce, uh, kind the of the world's the, biggest human being. He is huge, uh, kind of backstage with uh, like 12 other guys, and all of them were just being like, so what's going on? Uh, mm. Because in the night it was supposed to be, uh, Daniel Bryan versus Jeff Hardy in the IC tournament, and it was supposed to be AJ Styles versus Elias in the tournament. 
to say, well, we can't have either of those matches now. So AJ was just saying, well, I think it's pretty obvious. Now it's me versus Daniel Bryan in the final. We both just get to go to the final, right? And everyone was like, wait, no, hold up. We can't do that because you haven't fought enough matches. Mm. And it eventually came to it. I, I really enjoyed the segment. I thought it was very organic. They all came across as like being kind of, in, they, they're in character still, but they came across as very genuine and very kind of, it's what their characters would say in this kind of situation. Mm. Um, Seamus and King Corbin calling him a pathetic junkie or whatever it was you know stuff like that uh and then it came to it where they announced a 10-man battle royal whoever wins that will face daniel bryan uh later in the show and aj styles gets to go to the final because he didn't want to fight anyone which yeah. i really like aj styles is the heel daniel bryan's like i want to give other people opportunities because he's such a good baby face it just all made sense and i really liked it yeah it was good uh yeah like you said everyone kind of said the part that you expect them to say it was interesting just to see Gula, uh, drew gulag back after being released for a week uh shorty g is just back now i guess yeah. um so that was good um, which means he's definitely the hacker just shorty g confirmed hacker of shorty g he for me was the mvp in the in the battle royal as as was to be expected um mm -hmm. It was it was a fun, really fun match. Uh, the order of eliminations was uh, Lindsay Dorado got chucked out, then Drew Gulak, then Grand Metalik, then Dolph Ziggler, uh, King Corbin, Cesaro, uh, Nakamura. Then Shorty G was thrown out illegally by Cesaro um, after Shorty G had just eliminated Nakamura. Uh, and then Sheamus was uh, the last man standing after he eliminated Jay Uso. So Sheamus mm -hmm. won the match. But yeah, Shorty G was easily the kind of standout star. He he eliminated Nakamura, uh, Cesaro. Did he eliminate Corbin as well? I can't or, remember. Uh, I but he eliminated so, several know. people and he just showed yeah. off how awesome he is and how... The, his name and the way he's been treated is so unjust once I know, again. yeah, he's so talented and we saw it again later on in the night as well mm. but uh, yeah I really thoroughly enjoyed this battle royal I'm, I'm not a huge fan of generic battle royals on TV shows because generally it's just here's a bunch of people you don't normally see they're most of them are just going to hide in the corner and occasionally you'll see like a little throughout, but there was tons of wrestling in this battle mm. world, loads of spots. Everyone kind of got a chance to shine a little bit and we had some stories coming out of it. Some characters were built through it. I thought it was really good, really well paced and really good spots throughout. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Uh, after that, uh, we had uh, Sonia Deville backstage cutting a promo about her opponent that night who was going to be Lacey Evans. They had a pre-scheduled match, Sonya Deville versus Lacey Evans, which on paper is actually a pretty cool match. I really wanted to see Sonya get a win over Lacey, who's a bit more of an established name on, on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. She starts cutting a promo and Lacey Evans just walks into the shop behind her. Sonya doesn't know. And she's just kind of standing there for the whole promo. And then afterwards, Lacey just walks up to her and just pushes her over. Yeah, uh, I, okay. I am tired of Lacey Evans' uh, gimmick now. Her gimmick is, I'm a former Marine. I say the word nasty uh, to people who I don't like. And that is it. There is nothing more to it anymore. She used to be the kind of, the, there was the whole, that I'm a proud mum, I'm a proud former Marine thing. That was because she had like a bit more character. She was a, a passionate defending her family when she was facing up against Sasha Banks. Um, 
but now it is literally you're a nasty and then the commentary goes remember she was in the marines um which i know in a, in WWE, being a former marine is a gimmick you can have for your entire career and apparently it doesn't go it doesn't get boring but uh yeah she just sort of was standing behind Sonia Deville who said oh I beat up one blonde bimbo last week I'm gonna do it again this week and then she yeah, walks up and goes pushes her over and her you're a nasty and then they had a match which was fine and then it ended in a double count yeah. out and then I Deville actually... got thrown into the right into the corner of the announce table which looked rough as anything that looked a brutal spot to take, mm. but I actually quite enjoyed this match. I'm not, like you said, I'm not super into Lacey Evans's character, but I thought these two had some actually pretty good chemistry. I think they worked pretty well together. It's just a shame that the finish was a bit pants. Cause I was mm. really looking forward to Sonya Deville actually getting the win over Lacey. Cause I figured she needs the win. Lacey doesn't. There's mm. no reason for her to not, to not win this. But uh, yeah, but then they had a double countout finish, which was a lame double countout. Even for double countout standards, it was a bad yeah, double countout as well. Because I, I didn't realize the ref was even counting. And then it just went, oh, that's it. Oh, no, oh. The match is over. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. It's like Lacey was just sure. beating up Sonya, like kind of in the apron. She got the apron and put it over Sonya and just kind of beat her up a bit. And then she rolled Sonya out a bit more. And then that was the 10 count. It's like, you should have done way more outside the ring before you got to 10, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, but then she took them. Yeah, she just threw her into the corner of the announce table, right on the corner on her kidney, back, like kidney ribs first. And I was like, oh, oh, no. yeah, I want to take that. Yeah, it was horrible. Uh, but, but but it's a women's feud, and there aren't that many of those going around. So in yeah. it, in it, and like there there are other women's feuds. There's other teasers of women's things on this show. So mm-hmm. it's good to see that Sonia Deville is getting what seems like a push, even if it's sort of a slightly ill-managed. So I'm I'm hoping this leads to a match between the two. Uh, You know, potentially a backlash. Yes, that's still a thing. I didn't realise you were going to do that, and I (laughs) jumped slightly. Uh, But yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, potentially a backlash. I'd really like to see another match between them two. I really want to see Sonya get a win over her, because I think she's a star in the making. Yes. Uh, But speaking of people who don't have a character, other than the fact that they form a Marines, we had another Forgotten Sons promo. It's the third one in three weeks. Why aren't they on the show? This is a getting... This is a getting a bit. This is getting a bit tiresome. Um, because all they do is go, we're former Marines. We battle for our country. Now we're wrestlers. Um, and it was a bit even, it was slightly even, it was more awkward this week because, what, is it Cutler? It's Blake this week. Blake, cut the promo. who cut the promo, who is the only one who wasn't in the army. So he goes, he was in the army. He was in the army. I wasn't, but I like the army. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna win those belts. Yeah. Um, uh, and then they're, they're sort of name dropped later by the New Day as as their main rivals. But I don't buy into that because yeah, they beat the New Day clean on their debut, but they've done nothing since that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping that this is 
the third of three promos because each of the three members has led a promo uh, segment. Riker's done one, Cutler's done one, and now Blake's done one. I'm hoping that's the end of it. They've each done one promo each. Now they can come back to the show and start wrestling again. Mm. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed they can do that. And I'm kind of into Forgotten Sons versus New Day right now. They've beaten them clean. I think they have something to prove. Uh, I'd be into seeing that match because I think Forgotten Sons have actually been pretty good on the main roster so far. Yeah, and, in and terms I, of wrestling, I, anyway, it's not not the match that I'm not look, looking forward to. It's just it feels very like prior to when Sheamus was coming back, it was just endless promos of him saying mm. exactly the same thing, just yeah. in a slightly different way, um, which is what they're doing. But uh, as I said, yeah. we we had uh, it was like Alexa and Nikki were backstage, uh, and then they were kind of going, "Oh, you'll never guess who I've got a surprise for you," uh, and then Biggie and and uh, Kofi came on and sort of appeared to say, oh, like to reveal they were going to be the guests on the, on the moment, Bliss. And they called it a tag team champion summit. It's, they do love the a summit on, moment, on, on SmackDown. God, it's dumb, isn't it? Uh, but anyway, they had the, the uh, moment of Bliss segment next. And uh, yeah, there was some comedy with the, those two teams uh, to start with, where Biggie got some coffee beans out of his singlet, singlet. and yeah. made coffee with just water no hot water just water yeah. and then alexa was gonna drink it and then she didn't and she passed it off to nikki <laughs> uh-huh, but nikki Comedy. she'd made some scotch pancakes for my grandma's recipe so yeah so she'd make some sorry scottish pancakes um which are basically the small small pancakes small thick pancakes uh yes so that was hilarious. Um, so funny. The, yeah, so the New Day asked who their biggest rivals are. They name drop the Forgotten Sons. Uh, and then uh, Alexa and Nikki uh, kindly remind us that there are two, act- like two um, proper women's tag teams on the main roster. I, I get, like, obviously you've got Bailey and Banks, but they're not actually a tag. They are two single stars who are just friends. Whereas there are actually only two women's tag teams on the main roster, which is Bliss and Cross and the Iconics. And that, that is it. Now that Fire and Desire have split up, there are, un- unless they start making new tag teams, out like Franken teams, the feuds for the women's championship be- uh, tag team belts are going to be between Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss as champions, and Bailey and Sasha, or the Iconics, or as we've seen before, they try to like make Carmella and Dana Brooke work for a couple of weeks. It's just going to be a bunch of teams. We're going to have Liv Morgan and Natalia going for them or something like that. They they don't. They just don't care about these belts. Not at all. It's almost as if introducing them was a bad idea. Mm. Hot take. They really should have brought uh, built up the women's division first and had proper women's tag teams before they introduced the tag team belts. Just my opinion. Uh, but yes, uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks came out and interrupted this segment. Uh, they get into some beef with Alexa and Nikki. And uh, and then they do the same story again, which is Bailey makes a match on behalf of Banks uh, against Alexa Bliss right then and there. Except Banks is wearing high heels and she's not ready. Ooh. So Bailey runs to the back and grabs some shoes for her. It Okay. I'm a big fan of long-term stories. Long-term stories are great, and we've been calling for WWE to do long-term stories for ages. But what I meant by long-term stories is not the same story 
told seven times before we actually get to a resolution because they're still building this tension between Banks and Bailey, but it's the same tension all the time. It's not being built upon, it's just being replayed. They've done exactly the same thing before where Bailey has made a match for Banks when Banks didn't want it, and then Banks had to wrestle. It's the same tension. It's not building tension, it's the same. We st- we start at the same level and we finish at the same level. It's just, th- yeah. it's still there. We what, what we get, the start of every week is they are good friends. And then there's a bit of tension. And then the next week, they're friends. And then there's a bit of tension. And then the next week, they're friends. They're, yeah, like you said, it's it's not building to anything. It's it's not there's no there's not more tension. Uh it's the exact same amount of tension every week. Yeah. Uh and I yeah, it. I'm not. I'm not more interested in it than I was three weeks ago. I'm the same amount interested in it. If anything, I'm slightly less interested because I'm just going. Well, I know what's going to happen next week. Sasha Banks is going to be put into a match that she doesn't want to be in, and then she's going to go. Bailey, what are you yeah. doing? Or like so. Bailey will accidentally say something that upsets Sasha, and Sasha's like, "Did you mean that?" And Bailey's like, "Nah, I'm just kidding." And then they make up. It's like, well, it's the same thing. Every hmm. week, there's just a little bit of tension. Like, and it's there, not there, there, are, there, there are slow burning feuds, and then there is this, which is kind of every now and then someone accidentally lights a candle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but then we had the match, which was uh, Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. Pretty sure it was fine, whatever. We had Nikki Cross and Bailey just screaming on commentary, which was incredibly off putting. Um, but I, I will end. say, as a slight plus for that, they may have been very loud. However, one, they made Michael Cole and Corey Graves laugh on commentary, which was quite funny seeing them corpse. Uh, and also, they actually paid attention to the match because a lot of the times when you have people on commentary, they just talk about themselves and like different feuds they're in and people they don't like and all that stuff. Pretty much the whole time, they were just cheering on the people that they were in the corner of, which was it made you pay attention to the match a bit more than normal. It's a slight plus, but it's a plus nonetheless. Um, But uh, I thought the match was pretty good. Uh, Sasha gets the roll-up win after Bailey and Nikki get involved. Bailey pushes Nikki into Alexa. She falls off the top rope, and then Sasha uh, rolls her up for the win. Um, And next week, we're going to have Bailey and Banks uh, versus Bliss and Cross for the women's tag team titles. Uh, I assume... Bliss and Cross will be retaining, though I think having the women's tag championships on Bailey and Banks could be quite fun, also. Mm. Yes. Who knows? Um, but then we had, for me, even though it wasn't long enough, probably the match, the, the best singles match of the night. I did really enjoy the Battle Royal. Mm. But we had Cesaro versus Shorty G, which is, of course, set up earlier in the night. Um, yeah, just they're both really good at wrestling. So uh, good. It was, it was just so smooth, so slick. Lots of like roll-up attempts and counters, and uh, no one could get one up on the other. Um, but then Cesaro just suddenly goes, "Joe, you know what? I'm going to hit a last ride," and just picks him up on his and just lifts him and just slams him down. I'm just thinking, okay. And then yeah. you got a two. Then you got a two count out of it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I, I did want, I did what, I, it was the right call for for Shorty to win, which he did in the end with a, with a was it a roll up? It was a roll up, yeah, yeah. So, but it, yeah, it was great really, match. It was really fun, especially for the amount of time they got. 
And they left so much in the tank if they wanted to do like a pay-per-view caliber match with each other. And mm. I'm hoping that because it was like a, a fluky roll-up victory, I'm hoping they're building to more down the line and we do get Cesaro versus Gable on pay-per-view. Maybe, you know, a backlash. Because that would be great, I think. It would be an awesome match. Uh, so after that, um, we had... Otis and Mandy Rose, they were on vacation together, uh, poolside somewhere, and this was so weird. So basically, this was just basically a, so a softcore porn reel for Mandy and Otis. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it was really, it was so bizarre. Yeah. But it, so Otis was pouring them drinks. And he said, oh, I'm going to go for a swim, Matt. And he goes, do you want to come? And Mandy goes, no, I'm going to have a, I think I'm a bit tired. I'm going to have a nap. And then it does that kind of dream thing. Where it's, and then Mandy is kind of, Mandy has a dream about Otis, kind of being Daniel Craig, like James Bond in the water, sort of rising up. Uh, and then... And Mandy's just really horny the whole time. Mandy is so horny and they just start kissing and it's yep. the one of the strangest kisses and I've seen. And then Mandy simulates ejaculation with a suntan <laughs> lotion bottle. It's just... It was... it's, it's bizarre. It's so strange. And it then was... she gets woken up because in real life, Otis just does a cannonball in the water. Yeah, he dives Covers right. her in water. And then yeah, he... she's like, oh, no. And then he's like, oh, well, come swimming anyway. So then she did. And then they made out some more. It was weird. It was so funny, though. He dives it. straight into the man deep end. Um, and it was it was just it was just it was just five minutes of me going. <laughs> uh, OK, yeah, right. Well, that was, was that was great. It was hilarious. It was so um, funny. I don't know what the point of it was, what it's building to or anything. No idea, but it was so It's funny. just keeping a plate spinning. Like, yeah, look, yeah, look totally. this is what they do when they're not wrestling. And it was a bit of fun. Yeah. It, yeah. The, it's the, the, the Money in the Bank briefcase has lost a bit of momentum. I, I guess they're kind of like keeping that in the back pocket until maybe when fans are I around. I forgot he was Money in the Bank, Mr. Money in the Bank. Yeah. Well... Um, but then, but anyway. then we had then we had the the kind of Matt Riddle promo that we, mm -hmm. uh, we discussed earlier. Yeah, uh, and we had uh, Kayla Braxton backstage, backstage as you like to say, uh, and uh, Sheamus interrupts her, and they're still harping on with that. The Intercontinental title was the title was the only title I've never won, apart from the Universal Championship. Uh, but you know that's fine. Uh, then we got a recap of Miz and Morrison versus Strowman from last week, where they challenged him to a two-on-one handicap match at Backlash. Still going, and uh, and then uh, yeah, we got the announcement of Bliss and Cross versus Max and Bailey for the titles next week. Then we got the main event, which was Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus, uh, and on Daniel Bryan's entrance, this is our SmackDown highlight of the week. Mm. because this was something very special this was during daniel bryan's entrance they show some shots of the crowd doing the yes chant along with daniel bryan which is nice because he's not been able to do the yes chant for quite a while because it's not been a crowd so occasionally yes. they played it off as a joke and he's gone yes oh there's no crowd ha, 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 ha. so now mm. there was some nxt people in the crowd now he can do the yes chant along with them there was one yes. person 
was really excited about yeah, this. Yeah, and, and if, if I was going to pick someone to be really excited, I would have gone, oh, who's a real big baby face? Uh, mm. Who we can like be in the crowd, like getting really excited, really pumped up. Someone who's like a a really happy-go-lucky baby face. They chose Jessamine Duke, uh, mm. who is well known for being quite a heel on NXT. Very but much. She a heel. bloody loves Daniel Bryan. That was that. Let's look. Just yeah. I, I won't let's say take a more. look. She's really excited. Guys. Oh man, I. Just I, so excited. And for, for podcast listeners, just think of the most excited yes chant you can picture. It's that times 10. Yeah. Uh, she bloody loves it. Especially, if, if, you see the bloke in the background going. Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, you compare it to the guy in the background. Take another <laughs> look at the guy in the background. And compare it to Jess Maju. It's <laughs> It's brilliant. It's so funny. That's our SmackDown highlight of the week because she's mm. nuts. Uh, but this match itself, Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus, I thought was really fun. I thought it was really nice to see Sheamus not have a 30-second squash match and for him to have a full match and to get to show what he can do against a guy like Daniel Bryan as well and the history they have together. Yeah. It made for a really fun match. There was a point in the match where Sheamus kind of was dominating Bryan and he was shouting at him. He was like, I'm responsible for the yes movement. That only started from WrestleMania when I be- when I beat you in 18 seconds. I I made the yes movement. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, that is when it started. God, that was a really cool thing to mention. Um, yeah, yeah I, I really, really enjoyed this match. Uh, and it got to the end point where it looked like Sheamus was potentially lining up for the bro kick, potentially going to beat Daniel Bryan. But then Jeff Hardy came out, who, mm. lest we forget, had been arrested at the start of the show. No explanation as to why he was there. He just came out onto the ramp and the crowd were very excited to cheer for the man who ran over another man earlier in the night. And mm. uh, and then Daniel Bryan hits the running knee, gets the win. Hardy gets into the ring, beats up Sheamus. Sheamus runs away and Hardy's like, yeah, I'm here. And the crowd are like, yeah, go Hardy. You get that DUI, son. And then the yeah. show ended. But I, I, I guess... I guess mystery solved, and we know now that I'm assuming we know now that Seamus, and we know why he did it. We don't know that, though. They didn't say it in the episode. And while it might be, you know, that's a logical step to take, they didn't say that. And after the show on WWE.com, breaking news, here's how Jeff Hardy was at SmackDown. They released a statement. I've got a thing from uh, Wrestling News Co. here that said uh, it was explained by WWE that Orlando police released him from custody after he successfully passed the required field sobriety tests and therefore absolving Hardy of public intoxication charges, driving under the influence, and the hit and run on Elias. WWE did not explain how Hardy being sober would absolve him of a hit and run. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 I get the... So he's not publicly intoxicated because there's mm-hmm. no... And he cannot have been driving under the influence. Correct. However, there is no reason why he can't have done the hit and run because it was his car and he was found mm-hmm. near the car injured. Yes. So unless they, I don't know, unless they just got, I didn't do it. And they go, well, all right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you say so. Argument, I mean, you weren't yeah. drunk, so you can't possibly have done the hit, hit and run. So off you pop. In fact, do you want to lift? Because yeah. you probably need to get that back, back there quickly. 
it, it did feel a bit Voldemorty, where he sort of only comes back right at the end of the school year uh, to mm. attack. He really cares about Harry's education. So yeah. Je Jeff wanted to make sure that, that Seamus had a good match uh, mm -hmm. before he returned. Um, exactly. And yeah, 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 crowd loved it. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. But, yeah. And the thing is, though, we didn't know any uh, of that at the end of the show. We didn't know any of that. It was just Hardy's escape from prison. He's here now. Remember, he was drunk and ran over Elias. He's probably still drunk. And now he's beating up Seamus. The crowd? Yeah! The whole time. It was weird. It was super weird. Um, but yeah, it seems like we're going to be getting to a thing where Seamus has framed Jeff Hardy. That seems like the next logical step. But they didn't bloody say it on the episode, which just makes him turning up super weird. And uh, I believe you've created a meme for this uh, occasion, Andy. Because we're going to get to a point where Seamus did it for the Intercontinental Championship. Mm, he did. A great it, meme, mate. Thank you very much. It, I mean, it's quite clearly was Seamus. Uh, if, honestly, if it's anyone else, it's completely weird. Like, what? Yeah. It's the only thing that makes sense. I mean, I, I think possibly he might have had help from Baron Corbin uh, because of the. Uh, it was Elias who got hit. Uh, and Baron Corbin okay. and Elias have got a bit of history, or it might just be Seamus and Elias just happened to be the, the guy who was in the other match. Or it might have just been Corbin. Or it mm. might have been the SmackDown hacker, because it's oh, always yeah. the SmackDown Maybe hacker. Maybe he hacked the car. Maybe there was no one in the car. Yeah. And he hacked the car to drive on its own. Exactly. Yeah. Car. Mystery solved, guys. Mm. Anyway, showing off the air with Hardy in the ring. Overall, though, really like this episode. Load yeah. of stories got made, which was Lots really stuff. refreshing. There was some really fun wrestling throughout it. Love Shorty G, love Brian, love Sheamus. I think the, the Banks Bliss match was pretty good. I think the Battle Royal was great. There was just some, it was a good episode. And I will say with the crowd as well, the time absolutely flew by on this episode. I did, sometimes when I'm watching SmackDown some weeks, I'm like, oh my God, I'm only halfway through. And I got to the end and I was like, oh, it's Brian versus Sheamus. Wait, is this the main event? And I was yeah. already like nearly finished it. Yeah, it was much better with the crowd there. Really, really liked it. I would yeah. give the show a four out of five. Personally. Yeah, four out of five is fair. I, there are a couple of things I don't like, but the majority of the stuff I was like, this is really cool. A lot of the matches are really good. And like you said, it's so refreshing to see some storylines on SmackDown. I wasn't bored by the end of it. Yes, which is a great achievement. So as we mentioned in the intro to this podcast, uh, yeah, yesterday we recorded Talk After Dark for our $10 above Patreon backers. And uh, it's basically, if you don't know what After Dark is, we basically just do some talking points, talk about basically whatever. We ended up playing a game for a bit. It's just like two hours of us just chatting uh, like we were at the pub. Um, but uh, yeah, at one point we were asked uh, if you could have... Or was it three flavors of crisps? Mm -hmm. You should, uh, you could have one like a desert island or something. And then there was one which was if you could have a chocolate bar and a drink combination. And then it led into Randy Andy Datsun here saying that he regularly ate what flavor crisps was it? Salt and vinegar crisps and uh, just a, what, any any brand of crisps any brand. And, and then what you would do is you put one of those in your mouth. Actually, my mouth just started salivating. Even thinking about it, I know it's weird. It's like a Pavlovian response. Um, in fact, 
I just finished a glass of my favorite beverage. Um, I used to come home from school uh, and I would raid the the cupboard and I would grab a packet of salt and vinegar crisps and a glass of semi skimmed milk. Um, I guess I don't know if you have I don't know if it's called semi skimmed in America, but like half fat, so it's like one it's like one and a half percent fat sure. milk. Um, and what you do is you put a few salt and vinegar crisps in your mouth and then you pour in some milk and then you've got salty vinegary milk and it is an absolute delight and then you've got a bit of milk left over for presumably a couple of biscuits or sorry cookies uh or or perhaps a a chocolate bar it was just it was just the 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 highlight of of my day it was the perfect way to end a school day that is disgusting and everyone else on the podcast was revolted Yes. Uh, and then I went on to say that um, I have uh, cheese and onion crisps. You put them between uh, two slices of bread uh, and you smash those together. And then you have a glass of milk with that as well. It is why basically everything you can eat, you can have it with a glass of milk. It is a no, universally can't. wonderful drink. And there are people. It's just not true. But there are there are. So there are two kinds of people in this world. There are people, as you know, three kinds of people in this world. People who, like myself, are big milk drinkers. Uh, and they respect the fact that I like to drink milk. There is a second type of person who thinks, okay, he drinks milk. That's not an issue, whatever. And then there's the third kind of person who thinks that drinking milk should be, uh, like, should deserve life imprisonment. Uh, th- there are people who get so angry and disgusted about the fact that I drink milk on its own rather than pouring it over my cereal or uh, I, I guess having a milkshake. Uh, it's the same thing, just with a little bit less flavor. Uh, it just- See, I, it... I have I have no issue with you drinking milk by itself when it's by itself. I have issues with you combining milk with other things that don't combine with it. But anyway, we're getting off topic here. The reason we brought this up is because we want to hear from you guys. We're going to introduce a new segment on this podcast called- Snacklash, which oh. is a brilliant name suggestion from Datsun here. Thank you very so much. we want to hear, email in pete at russeltalk.com, email in your disgusting food combinations that you will stand by, that you have and you enjoy, but everyone else thinks is revolting. For example, I'm trying to think of some, some examples. Uh, if uh, the one that I mentioned yesterday was that someone got two slices of cake with marzipan on it and put cheese and onion crisps in between that and ate that as a sandwich. So you had mm-hmm. sweet cake, jam, marzipan, and cheese and onion crisps. That was the the meal. I, there was someone else who liked to put uh, dip their uh, French fries in uh, Nutella. Um, crisps. I think crisps and Nutella is actually quite a common weird snack thing yeah uh, when i listened to this this uh, radio show which is where i got the idea from uh, there were a lot of people calling in about dipping salt and vinegar crisps in chocolate spread um so i don't know if it's the, i don't know if it's the saltiness because obviously salt it salt and chocolate is quite a good combination totally yeah um but yeah send send us in your the, the things that you are embarrassed to admit that you enjoy not, eating. not even necessarily embarrassed maybe you're adamant and you stand by them well just like yeah for example that, like, like i was like you were yeah but just let us know but speaking of emails uh we've got some to read out here we've got one from uh reese here 
Uh, it says, hello, Pete, and I presume Andy. Uh, I hope this email finds you well in these difficult and confusing times, and thank you all at WrestleTalk for putting out consistent content. And I once told myself I wouldn't send in a Datsun World problem. I don't often get frustrated with small things, since, well, it's frustrating. I feel like that's a contradiction, but that's okay. Uh, but while listening to the 13th of May SmackDown outro, I was reminded of the last thing that bugged me more than it should have to the point I'm still, fr still frustrated five years later. Simply put, do you know what's more frustrating than going to the shops and forgetting about the 5p bag charge? Being Welsh and hearing how it's it's awful and it will never work and so on, despite Wales and Scotland having it for years before England and having actual evidence that it reduced waste on a notable scale. Maybe it's just a holdover from the usual the English don't care about us Welsh people, but living in England at the time and hearing it on a near daily basis from people I was studying slash living with at the time drove me to distraction and as noticed still bugs me five years later. Anyway, rant over. Thanks for putting up with it. Kind regards, Reese. I mean, to be only to get to get frustrated only once in five years is quite impressive. Um, Genuinely, yeah. But I, as someone who used to live in Wales, uh, I I completely appreciate. And as you know, I have a stash of Sainsbury's bags. That's true. So I very rarely forget. The only time I ever forget is if I'm if I'm, for example, going there on the way back from work and I just haven't got bags in my car. Um, it is important to carry uh, your bags. As someone who worked in retail for several years, um, it, it, it's just it makes everyone's life easier. It makes your life easier. It makes the cashier's life easier. Just bring your own bags, and everyone will be happy. Uh, exactly. And I won't have grumpy people when I ask them, "Would you like a bag?" Saying, "Well, yeah, obviously. What do you think I'm gonna do with it?" Uh, which happened yeah. on several occasions. And then I just had to smile and go, uh, very well. Ha, 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 ha. What a nice man you are. Yes, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, totally agree with you, Reese. People ignoring evidence. That never happens in the world today. Um, anyway, we've got another email here from a perpetual emailer, Jonathan Hedman, the headmaster, <gasps> Jonathan Hedman. Uh, he says, hello, Andy and Pete. I hope this email finds you well. Wow, what a smackdown, huh? I don't know whether to be excited or annoyed about what happened, especially since I'm writing this about 45 minutes before it airs. But rest assured, I'm pretty sure something happened. <laughs> uh, he had us in the first half. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to say hi and ask if either of you have heard of Dutch pop band sensation Hermes House Band. They would probably be best known in the UK for their cover of Country Roads and Football's Coming Home. I asked because a couple of their songs randomly played on my phone today while making deliveries. Anyway, that's all for new, uh, for now. Currently in the weight loss wrestle talk, get better. TM copyright registered. I'm at 323, which is about 127 pounds lost. Wow. Still not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. Anyway, take care. Hopefully, I'll have a job update soon. Jam that jam, Jonathan. Well, Jonathan, that means you have lost an entire Andy Datsun. Uh, wow. Is, yeah, that, same. That, that is like having me... Uh, so imagine you're Luke Skywalker and I'm Yoda. That's like you throwing Yoda off. Mm. Uh, that, that is quite impressive. Obviously, I'm slightly more powerful with a force, but that is incredible oh, work, yeah. Jonathan. I, I'm very proud yeah. uh, of you for that. And keep going, and I'm sure you'll reach your goal weight in no time absolutely yeah fantastic work mate uh we've got uh we'll do one more email today we've got another email here from drew who emailed him uh, before about uh asking me to make a character for him in D D. &D. uh and you and refused because you're a I bastard said no 
I said, no, because you should be making your own characters. That's the fun of it. And uh, Drew said, so after hearing the horrible news of you not making me a character, I made my own Loxodon rogue called Larry. And well, he couldn't hit anything. So I need some of you and Andy's luck, please. Also, can I have a suggestion this time for characters? I like to play comedic characters. Cheers. Yours sincerely, Drew. Uh, a fun character idea. Let's go. Uh, you should play a uh you should play a barbarian that never rages yeah that'd be good just do some uh, someone who's someone who's scared to rage as a barbarian someone who's a, who's a barbarian scaredy cat there you go there's a there's a character suggestion for you boom make that um i don't know uh a uh a dwarf with a drinking problem that's pretty standard <laughs> uh, but thank you for the email drew i hope you have a bit more fun with your DD characters um that's probably the time we've got for this episode of the wrestle talk podcast got a couple more emails but we'll read them out next week hopefully with your installments of snack lash as well uh look forward to those emails thank you very much for listening everyone we'll be back uh next week with more content the usual roundup of stuff uh thank you very much for listening i love you all goodbye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.